Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? For today's video, I'm going to be going through players who have make or break fantasy seasons this year. So these are players where if they live up to the expectation or even overachieve, they're likely to establish themselves as top tier fantasy assets for years to come. But if they fail to live up to these expectations, it's going to be difficult for people to get up and be excited about them again in future years. If you guys enjoy the video, just make sure you leave a like and subscribe. I would really appreciate it. And also let me know your comments down below and I'll make sure to get back to you as soon as possible. But let's start it off by talking about a running back. It's going to be Joe Mixon. And Joe Mixon was a guy who came into the NFL. He had a solid rookie year then a really great sophomore season. In 2018, he finished as the RB9 in points per game. So that is an RB1 production in just his second year in the NFL. So obviously he had a lot of high hopes for him in his future years, but he just really did not live up to the expectations in 2019 and 2020. In 2019, Mixon dealt with just an absolutely terrible O-line, but he did finish the season really solid, which gave a lot of people hope for him in 2020. But in 2020, once again, the Bengals had offensive line problems and Mixon performed decently well, but he only played in six games, had that season ending injury. But overall, he just lacked consistency. He had one really, really huge game, which kind of inflated his stats. So overall, I think it was still definitely a disappointing year. But here going into 2021, Mixon honestly has a lot going for him. This offensive line has been improved from last year and Giovanni Bernard is no longer there. Bernard was a guy that was kind of always eating into his targets, also eating into some of his two-minute drill work, so it'd be kind of strange. Joe Mixon was the clear top dog on that team, but when they'd be running two-minute drill, you know, the end of halves, they'd have Giovanni Bernard in there, likely because he's a solid receiving back, but still, you would want to have your RB1 in there on those downs, but now Giovanni Bernard is gone, so Joe Mixon just has a total monopoly on this backfield. He's going to be getting an insane amount of targets, an insane amount of carries, and that's why a lot of people are super excited for him this year. And then also this offseason, the Bengals went out and they improved their passing game. They drafted Jamar Chase with the fifth overall pick, and it looks like Joe Burrow is going to be ready for week one. So I expect that to take the pressure off the run game. In past years, teams could just lock in and focus on stopping the run because there wasn't a huge passing threat. But now with Joe Burrow here, this passing offense is going to be a threat. So things are definitely looking up for Joe Mixon, but he really needs to perform like an RB1 this year, or it's just going to be really hard to buy back into him. He's a borderline running back one for me, and he's a guy that I really like going at around the mid-second round. I love that price for him, but if he kind of fails to live up to those expectations again this year, I just think it would be really hard for people to continue to believe in him. That would basically be him underperforming in three straight seasons, and at some point you would just have to be like, all right, maybe this guy is not the running back one high-end RB2 that we expected him to be. But if Mixon goes out there and performs well, then I don't see a reason why he isn't a locked-in RB1 for the next couple years at least. The next guy I want to talk about is Mike Davis, who just recently signed with the Atlanta Falcons this offseason. And it's kind of tough to say that it's a make or break season for a guy like Mike Davis, who's never been an NFL starter before. But I do just think it's true. Mike Davis has a great opportunity to come in and lead this Atlanta Falcons backfield this year. Last year, it was just in shambles. Todd Gurley has no knees. You had Ito Smith back there. It was basically just a running back committee with a lot of guys who didn't live up to the expectation. And so last year, Mike Davis played well with the Panthers 
and now he gets the opportunity, which I don't think a lot of people thought he would have. After they signed Mike Davis, I know a lot of people expected them to either bring someone else in, maybe draft someone, but they didn't, and so it looks like they're sticking with Davis. But if he doesn't impress, he just doesn't have much leeway on this team. He doesn't have a long track record of success in the NFL, and he also does not have a huge contract. He's playing on a two-year deal, which is not a ton of money. You know, he's not getting paid like a top 20 NFL running back. So Mike Davis really needs to come in and perform right away. If he does, he'll be a solid fantasy option for 2022 and beyond if the Falcons retain him. But if not, he's a guy who honestly is a little bit replaceable if he doesn't perform well. All right, next up, we've got Michael Thomas. And I honestly think that this season is the definition of a make or break fantasy year for Michael Thomas. After finishing as the wide receiver one in 2019 and being drafted in the middle of first rounds, the clear wide receiver one, he completely busted in 2020. There was injuries, a suspension, and then just overall poor play when he was on the field. So Mike Thomas desperately needs a bounce back season this year. And if he can get one, he probably puts himself back up into that top tier wide receiver group. But if he struggles this year, I really think it's going to be tough for him to get back to the top in terms of fantasy production. And this is because I just don't see the Saints quarterback situation getting a ton better within the next couple of years. You're either going to have Jameis Winston or you're going to have Taysom Hill. You've got Ian Book there as the third string quarterback, but I don't see him as a guy who's going to be an upgrade over Winston or Hill anytime soon. And so he's got to perform with these guys. And right now he has the opportunity to command a massive target share. It's going to be him and Kamara being force fed the ball. And so if he can succeed in this situation, then like I mentioned, he's a locked in high end wide receiver one. But if he can't, then I just don't think there's going to be much that's going to improve this offense and improve this situation for him. At the quarterback position, I want to talk about Jalen Hurts. And it does seem blunt to label Hurts' season as a make or break year because it is only his second season in the NFL and he barely played as a rookie. But I do think it's a fair assessment. And that's just because of how high Hurts is being drafted. He's being selected as the quarterback eight over proven fantasy assets like Brady, Stafford, and Tannehill. And so if Hurts can come in and put together a solid QB1 season, he locks himself in as a high-end quarterback one for the foreseeable future. He has that rushing potential that not a lot of guys have. But even though he's being selected at quarterback eight, which is super high for a guy who's only started three NFL games, I do still think there's a decent chance he busts. And if he struggles this year, he'll need a few years of improvement to firmly establish himself as a high-end quarterback one. And so this is definitely a big year for Jalen Hurts. And it's really just because we don't know exactly what to expect. He could come in, find success rushing the ball 15 times a game, rush for 100 yards a game, a touchdown, and just blow fantasy owners away. Or he could come in and struggle. There's just such a wide range of opportunities. I mean, I could truly see Jalen Hurts coming in this year, finishing as the quarterback one. He really has that potential. But in the same way, I could see him finishing the season no longer being the starting quarterback. So that's just a super dangerous guy to pick. And that's why I think this year is definitely a make or break year for him. All right, the last player I'm going to talk about is Rams tight end Tyler Higby. And he's a guy who finally has the chance to be the number one tight end on this Rams team. And not only the number one tight end, but really the main guy in that tight end room who's going to be involved. Gerald Everett is no longer there. And so historically, it's taken time for tight ends to develop. But Higby is now 28 
And so he really needs to start that breakout this year. This is the best offense he's ever been on. And this is going to be the best quarterback he's ever played with, with Matthew Stafford coming in. I truly expect this offense to be explosive. And so Higby needs to put together a solid tight end one season to lock himself in as a fantasy asset. And when I say a solid tight end one season, I'm not talking about tight end 10, 11, or 12, because when you get towards the end of those tight ends, the difference between your tight end 10 and your tight end 16 is so small that it really doesn't matter. So I want to see him finish as a tight end, you know, seven, eight, nine, somewhere in there. And if he does, I think he sets himself up as a tight end one for future seasons. But if not, I think he's just likely to be one of those fringe tight end ones for the rest of his career. This truly is his time to perform, which is why it's a make or break for him. That is going to wrap it up for today's video. These are all guys that I think have make or break seasons this year. If you guys enjoyed the content, please make sure you leave a like and subscribe. That really helps support the channel and I would appreciate it a lot. And also, once again, make sure you guys let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section and I'll make sure to get back to you. But that is all I have today. Thank you guys for stopping by. I'll see you tomorrow.